hopefully you guys are having a great morning. Uh, I don't know if your expectation uh, was coming in this morning, but I I'm grateful that you're here. Um, I want to open it up with a question. Have you ever had your expectations not be met? Meaning, have you ever had a situation happen where you were expecting one thing and something else different happened completely? Or maybe it's not even just a situation, maybe it's a person. Maybe you expected someone to be a certain way and then they turned out to be completely different. I think for myself, um, growing up, uh, I grew up with a single mom. I think my mom is here actually. So hello mother. Um, but growing up with a single mom, she was raising both myself and my sister. And I remember very specifically one night we were, we didn't have electricity. I don't know if it was a storm or, or what have you, but I remember we were sitting at the table over candlelight and that was not the expectation. Obviously we were expecting to have electricity and power. Um, but we were sitting there over candlelight playing sorry. And I remember I accidentally nudged my mom's leg and I said, sorry. And then boom, we just bust out laughing uh, just because it was ironic. And I remember that that was not the expectation going into that night, but it's so cool how even when our expectation wasn't met, there was still joy and still happiness. And even it bonded us together, which is really cool because that's a very fond memory that I have growing up. And I think in the same way that uh, we can have certain expectations of Jesus, that we can have certain expectations of who he is and what he's supposed to do for us. But I want to look this morning as it is, um, as it is Palm Sunday at a passage that we can kind of see how unmet expectations uh, can show in Scripture. So go ahead and turn over to, to John 12 with me. And we'll be reading John 12, 12 through 12, or sorry, 12, 19. While you're, while you're turning there, uh, right before our passage that we're going to be reading this morning, uh, Jesus has just called Lazarus out of the tomb. He had just raised Lazarus from the dead. Amazing miracle. And Jews started to believe that he had power, right? They, they started following him because he had this amazing power. And we're gonna pick up right in 1212. I'd say everybody say amen, but um, you guys are all muted. Uh, so I wouldn't be able to hear you. So I'm just gonna go for it. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all of this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. 
many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. My one point this morning, Drew said I only had 15 minutes. So my one point this morning is the unexpected king. I love this, the, the visual that we see here, that Jesus is coming in or, or on the way to Jerusalem as a king. And the Jews even believe that. They're, they're laying down palm branches. And in some, some other gospels, they say that they're laying down their cloaks uh, because they're acknowledging who Jesus is. They're acknowledging that he is the king of Israel. Uh, even professing it with their mouth. We see it here. Hosanna. He came in the, the name of the Lord. He is the king of Israel. But I have to stop and think. We see these Jews here, right? They're worshiping Jesus for who he is, who he actually is. But we know the rest of the story, right? We know what's about to happen. We know what we're going to be celebrating next Sunday. So what happened? What went wrong? What expectation did Jesus not meet in their lives? Because Jesus is the unexpected king. The Jews had this vision of what the Messiah should be, of who he should be, what he was going to do for them. He was going to be the savior of Israel. He was going to conquer. He was going to restore the kingdom that they once knew. He was going to throw off the oppressor of Rome, or even before that, the Babylonians or the Assyrians. He was going to conquer for them. And as we see here now, this is his hour. This is the time where Jesus is coming into Jerusalem to do exactly that to conquer, but not the way that they thought, not the way that they expected. Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, Jerusalem not to do, be a, a physical king, but to be the savior that they needed, not the savior that they expected. He was ready to be the sacrificial lamb for them. He was going to liberate them, not from other kingdoms, but from their own sin. But they missed it. Their expectation was not met. He is who he says he is. He did come in the name of the Lord. He is the king of Israel, as well as the other nations. But with their unmet expectation, we know the end of the story. That he goes to the cross and is hung as a cursed man. I think for, for myself, unmet expectation for who Jesus should be in my life, or at least who I think he should be, is very clear. Um, most of you guys know, but me and Brittany uh, have come to Harrisonburg. We're here, and our expectation was so high. We're going to be on campus every day. We're going to be sharing our faith. We're going to be jumping in as many Bible studies as possible. We're going to be here to encourage the Harrisonburg group. We're going to do so much stuff 
in person. But obviously the first week we're here is when the virus started going wild in the US. And our expectation was not met. Even thinking further, we're also going to plant the church in Lynchburg, Virginia. It's very difficult to meet new people when you can't actually physically meet them. Our expectation was not met. But I think it's so amazing that even though our expectation wasn't met, God has been working powerfully. Even through unmet unmet expectation, God is powerful. I feel so close to the group in Harrisonburg. Obviously, we're living with the Balshes and their hospitality. We're so grateful for that. But even for the campus students, it's amazing how often we can actually talk through Zoom and get to know each other. Our unmet expectations didn't stop God from moving powerfully, even to having Bible studies over Zoom. I want to ask you, is Jesus meeting your expectations? And is he fitting in your box? And how is God working through those unmet expectations? I know for, I think for a lot of us, we can have this expectation that, you know what, Jesus is going to protect me from all harm. That he's not going to allow us to go through hardship. That he's not going to allow us to suffer. But I think that's, one, an unrealistic expectation, especially from what the Bible already preaches and that we know. He wants us to seek and save the lost, no matter the circumstances, no matter the situation. I'm not a, maybe you're thinking, you know what, I'm not a, I'm not a phone person. I, I need the face-to-face to really connect. Or maybe you're thinking, man, you know what? Technology is just not my cup of tea. But God can still work through those things. And I think we have to be moldable to allow him to work through any situation. And my question, how is God working through your unmet expectation? What's cool in this passage is that Jesus knows through all this devastation, he knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows the expectations of the Jews and his own disciples. You see that in verse verse 16, that even them, they didn't understand. And they wouldn't until he's glorified. But Jesus, Jesus takes even the unmet expectation and does amazing things. He does extraordinary things he, he wasn't there to, to meet their expectation of a, a conquering king of kingdoms, but a conquering king that was going to sacrifice himself to save them for eternity. He is who he says he is. Jesus is the unexpected king to them. Jesus was coming in the name of the Lord. He was the king of Israel and all the nations, but he was there to fulfill the Old Testament. He was there to conquer their sin, though they couldn't. I I love uh, what Rob shared in the welcome about this this idea of light and how the light can shine brightest in the darkness, right? If you turned out your, your, even if you go outside at night 
with no light pollution, the best thing you can see are the stars because they're so bright. And I think in this time where our expectation, maybe we were expecting to meet in service, right? In person today or even next week, though our expectation might not be met, I pray that we can still be the light that Jesus is using to shine to people. Because his, his biggest thing is that we, and he says it all throughout the gospel, is that his goal is to seek and save the lost. And he is a triumphant king. You see this as he, he's coming into, Israel, or coming into Jerusalem. He's a triumphant king. And he's going to triumph over our sin. And I think for us, we need to worship that king in the way he does it and allow him to help us change our hearts to continue to preach the gospel to people. Because remember, the light shines the brightest in the darkness. And he can do an amazing things. He can do amazing things even through times of trial and times of suffering. So I pray that even as we're, we're stuck in our houses or uh, even if you're an essential worker outside of your houses, that we can continue to fight the battle of our unmet expectations and know that God is working powerfully that God is doing things even if we don't necessarily see it right now. I truly believe that Jesus is going to do something powerful. Through all of this, God is going to make something happen that we're going to see it and not even believe it. That he's going to do something so amazing that as we sit back and watch, we're going to know that he is the unexpected king, that he is the amazing savior that we all needed, not that we all expected. Um, I want to, I want to close out um, with a, with a quote and to, to kind of help us to see like, you know, this time doesn't have to be a time of struggle, but it can be a time of, of great flourishing in, in our movement. Uh, Og Mandino says this quote, he says, I will love the light for it shows me the way yet I will endure the darkness for it shows me the stars. I think as we in this time of the virus and all cooped up inside or, uh, and maybe we're feeling a lot, I pray that, that we can look out and be the light for people and that in this darkness, we can truly see Jesus as the light and point people to him. Amen. To God be the glory.